0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Torino.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for part two of That Hope Is You.
0: I went back and did a, a, you know, the usual quality check that I do for the episode, and yes. it is extremely long. Bonters. So what we're going to try to do this episode is uh, move a little bit faster. Okay if you will recall we ended up last episode with the discovery's nacelle blowing after owosukun laid the bomb that apparently the drd couldn't lay even though it could do everything but lay the bomb for some reason Mm -hmm. so as expected we are coming back into the episode with the discovery spinning out into normal space
1: right exactly
0: and there's some crazy like big top circus music happening <laughs> just for a second as we come back into the episode and the thing is spinning around i think that it was like a big top reference
1: okay yeah that i can see why they did that it's kind of corny a little bit though
0: yeah i mean but it, it okay if it was like if it was like the that would be silly <laughs> but it was just like a frenetic like ray rising and falling anyway i don't we're not welcome to let's talk about star trek music <laughs> Sure, why not? Where we discuss every section of every piece of the music, including the sections of the Genesis theme that are echoed in Star Trek Discovery.
1: (laughs) One of the things I was wondering is if the nacelles are detached, how is she just able to walk from the not-nacelle to the nacelle?
0: She actually walked to the room where there are superconductors holding the Discovery to the nacelle. She just went to the Magnet Room.
1: Okay. I did notice, though, that she walked through a force field to get into the Magnet Room. Sure. So that force field was probably protecting the D- or the D-O-T. um,
0: Which reached through that force field to grab her.
1: Yeah, and it did. And then when we see it later on, it is sort of fried like...
0: Well, I mean, the nacelle exploded.
1: Yeah, well, that too. While,
0: while it was right there. So yeah. uh, somehow Owosakun does not get injured, but the DRD okay. dies from its injuries later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it reminded me of like when you put a CD, if you were to put a CD in the microwave, please don't do that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do it. I'm telling our uh, audience are our- especially the minor part of our audience not
0: to do it. Y'all just going to let him tell you what to do?
1: Don't try it on home.
0: Listen, let's all put CDs in the microwave. So if we can move on to the second part of the episode, which is mm. what we're covering today.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So Osara has the Viridian pull the Discovery into its cargo bay. hmm I don't think I realized how either how big the Viridian is or how small the Discovery is. Right. How many decks do you think Discovery has? Like, 12?
1: I don't know. I mean, it always seems like a massive ship. I always figured in the tens of decks...
0: I always count the windows.
1: Mm-hmm. right? So,
0: like, windows vertically equals number of decks, right? Sure. I feel like I've counted like maybe around 12.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But it's a little bit hard to quantify because a lot of times we don't... They don't do the windows the same yeah the prodigy's windows for example they don't hopefully they don't match up with the size of the ship (laughs) the reason i say that is because the dauntless Mm -hmm. has about the same number of vertical windows Mm -hmm. but it's clearly much larger yeah at some point we're going to talk about this episode (laughs) i don't know when
1: the other question i have about this scene is wasn't the discovery spinning out of control
0: that is a good point. That How is a really it, good point. Yeah, and it just, and they said, pull us in. Well, presumably they must have put a tractor beam on it.
1: To stabilize it or
0: something. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, they definitely were spinning, and then she was like, pull us in.
1: And at first, when they, you know, everybody's thrown to the wall because of the direction they're being spin, spun, which makes sense. Does it, though? The centrifugal force would overwhelm the grab plating. 1G is not that strong. So, say this just centrifugal force was, say, on a 1.5G, then, yeah, they would certainly get thrown to the wall. Although, they you're right, they also do have uh, inertial dampeners, but maybe the inertial dampeners aren't functioning 100% either.
0: I mean, clearly the inertial dampers are not working 100% because otherwise people wouldn't get thrown around. The inertial dampeners prevent people from turning into. <laughs>
1: jelly on the back wall
0: yeah so the fact that anybody's moving at all as a result of their inertia means that there's something wrong with the inertial dampeners which is extremely dangerous because as soon as you go to warp everyone's gonna it's gonna be an empty ship
1: uh, yeah and they must have only started malfunctioning after they dropped out of warp yeah there's
0: <laughs> so some parallel fights happening here one is Osira fighting burnham and then there's book fighting Zare. yes and Zare, you know, again, Zare goes flying down into the turbo shaft and, and I'm hoping that we will next season see a skeleton down at the bottom of the ship <laughs> with just like some long gray hair on it to realize, oh, that's, oh, we forgot to clean up
1: all of the uh,
0: enforcers, regulators.
1: The question i have about that scene is the turbo lifts are it looks like all the turbo lifts are constantly moving everywhere they need to go all the time
0: everything everywhere all at once
1: (laughs) yes exactly and what what i mean it seems like it would waste energy to just have them moving around just randomly through the ship when nobody's traveling in them
0: i got you earl but listen i don't think when you have (laughs) um a warp drive you need to worry about conservation of energy
2: well... Like, Voyager. I would
0: t- leave all the lights on. Yeah, but we're not Voyager. Well, and also, like, to to be fair, Voyager really shouldn't have been worrying about conservation of energy either. That was one thing about Voyager that got me, was they were, like, so concerned about conserving energy. No, like, you could be concerned about conserving food. And you can be concerned about conserving your antimatter reserves. Uh-huh. Because you can always replenish your matter reserves, right? You just drop some people in the in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> but you shouldn't have to worry about power because the amount of the, the like if exponentially larger amount of power that a warp mm-hmm. drive puts out in comparison to like the amount of power it takes to run the entirety of new york city for a day i mean mm-hmm. we i think we can agree that the starship voyager is smaller than new york city right okay so if you're running the starship voyager you, there's there's an there's ample energy i i don't mm-hmm. understand that that's one thing that I didn't understand. And actually you don't have to worry about conserving food because if energy if E equals M C squared, uh huh, then you should be able to convert the energy that your warp drive puts out into food. Interesting. Crickets. Um <laughs> So the the resolution to the to the Burnham and Osira fight is that Osiris. well the the first resolution to it the first resolution to it is that Osiris pushes burnham into the core so the core is yeah. also made of microbeads but it's not made of microbeads it's made of macrobeads
1: well yeah or or michael beads <sighs> no no were you reminded of uh, superman 3 the end of superman 3 in the in this scene here
0: no it was just you
1: oh okay anybody else Anybody? Comment below. Below what? I have no idea.
0: Okay. (laughs) So then, so then, uh, so then Burnham shoots out of the core to kill Janet Ritter. Did have we mentioned that before, by the way, that she is, um, the son, the, the son, she's the daughter of the gentleman who played Jack Tripper on Three's Company? No. Yeah. That's his daughter. Oh, okay. I guess four was a crowd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get dad jokes, but I don't.
0: Uh, who? What? Michael Beads. I get it. Oh, I okay. just yeah. I'm just, moving. I just don't laugh at them. Like, you laugh at them. I just, <laughs> you know, I don't always laugh at them. That's that's the only thing.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a nice touch how Michael is coughing up the microbeads as she's pulling herself free. Of the computer
0: core yeah what the what so okay so (laughs) these pieces of the computer are apparently not necessary at all because like if I take pieces of the hard drive out of my computer it's it's not going to work anymore
1: well the weird thing was is I wasn't sure what was the computer core I mean she she's in the computer core room but what is that microbead wall anyway is that the computer core because then she starts playing with little switches on the wall
0: i'm glad you mentioned it because she switches some cartridges around
1: yeah she... so
0: they have like a microbead slash eight track based computer <laughs> core
1: yeah she's doing her david bowen impression
0: and so i do like the system check because it, there's like you can hear the multiple reboots happen yeah which eventually restores the starfleet version yeah my favorite call over the over the one MC that I've heard someone make is Hey listen, it's me If you're not dead, could you please come to the bridge?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> I mean, that wakes everybody up Because Zora mm-hmm. is magical, right? And and yeah. her little, you know Her little DRD avatar dies After honoring them By saying it was an honor to save them
1: Are they going to have A funeral for the DOTs Now too?
0: well the DOTs were infused with the lifeblood we'll say of Zora those three Mm -hmm. you know the the blue yellow red so that was what the yellow one I I don't know that it even matters but it was a third of that set so presumably if Zora comes back she'll be complete if you lose like a limb do you have a funeral for that limb I don't know. Well, you, you let me know after you lose a limb. I better get an invite to your funeral. <laughs> I mean, your your limb's funeral.
1: I see your perspective on that, though.
0: When everybody's waking up, there's this whole thing that's happening with Owosakun and Detmer. Yeah. Right? And I'm not sure. Like, I've seen on the internet where people are sort of reading their relationship as, as romantic.
2: hmm
0: I think this is the first scene that... I could see maybe you know Lynn's credence to that idea because okay the first thing that they say is you're alive oh you're alive and then she moves on to oh everybody's alive
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you know the two of them hug so uh, maybe i could see that i think it's a little bit of a stretch to to assert that as a reality but you know fan fiction is fan fiction
1: you you know i'm wrestle with understanding facial expressions and emotions and stuff sometimes so i i guess i didn't pick up on it
0: all i spoke about was the words they said and the embrace that they had i didn't say anything about their facial expressions
1: okay i yeah i was trying to picture the scene in my head and
0: that's because i'm aware that you're not good with facial expressions so why would i bring that up in order to confuse you i don't know with the bridge restored we're back to our old interface which is great except mm-hmm. for where did the microbeads go like i thought that they oh. replaced the, the, the certain like i thought that they replaced the surface of the console with microbeads so that it could do that whole like lift up off the screen thing and connect your hands so <laughs> if that's where did the microbeads go oh i know where they went you know where they went right they went to the ceiling <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: so the next time the viridian hits us they all come flying back out
1: the microbeads formed little rocks yes that's where our microbeads come from yes the Rocks and all. that's
0: where that's where the rocks come from is the microbeads oh do you think they use the rocks in the ceiling to make the microbeads there you go <laughs> so burnham says that she has an idea and tilly's like okay do it like that's cool and, and burnham's like well no, no no hold on captain are you sure and she's like uh, I like how she's like uh, that's an order even though like when she says <laughs> that's an order Burnham uh-huh. still looks at her like girl what <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well the thing I was lost on is Michael called everybody to the bridge is this all the crew of the Discovery because yeah. we don't see
0: Jet Reno we do not I mean we know we're standing Jet Reno's doing a comedy show on the Starbase right now oh
1: okay <laughs> I mean we we know where Stan is he's not uh, on the
0: ship. Uh-huh.
1: we know where Hugh and and saru and gray and adira are uh-huh.
0: where's dr pollard
1: dr pollard
0: where's wheelchair guy
1: the, the wheelchair guy all the guys that people that we see the random
0: um lieutenant nilson
1: the the extras that are w- wandering through the halls yeah, and whatever wheelchair? happened
0: to whatever happened to tv head guy remember those was guy in the beginning about a tv head or was that on the shenzhou never mind this is the episode that was made for sex he would be so excited
1: oh right okay I...
0: do we what... even watch Star Trek <laughs> who is the shacks of disco do you think Jet Reno's down in engineering like all excited and they're all like standing around clapping for her <laughs> she gets to go and eject the core
1: well I mean the, the person who came up with the idea was Michael so maybe Michael's the shacks of
0: <laughs> but she's not going to eject the core oh she doesn't get to do it oh okay. right like she's that's just what why I'm asking saying, people to do yeah who's this sh- that's why i said who's the shacks because there's somebody somebody's like marching down there, all excited <laughs> as as people line the hallways and clap for them <laughs> last episode last our episode yeah I, I gave big props to the cgi department mm-hmm. but i'm i'm not going to take them away the props that i gave them i'll take back one prop and that prop is the screens right the holographic screens that sit above the consoles Uh get on my ever loving nerves because when I look at them I can read them (laughs) which means that the person facing them cannot read well they can read them but assuming they know how to read
2: backwards (laughs) yeah
0: and I don't know why we keep doing this like I looked for the same thing on this other tv show I don't know if you've heard of it. it's called Star Trek Picard and Mm -hmm. they do the screens right Like pretty consistently like they have the actual screen facing the character Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) i don't know why discovery has this issue it must be a different presumably it must be a different team that does the cgi because you know how like a lot of times star trek will farm it out to a graphics team you know a whole different graphics company and that graphics Mm -hmm. company will do the graphics and then send it back to star trek it must be two different teams because the discovery team is is really like uneven on whether they do it right or not Mm -hmm. picard they always did it right even during the season that was questionable
1: can somebody please get the camera operator or tripod explain the camera is just shaking everywhere i mean it i I, i'm almost getting motion sick and i don't normally get motion sick on on uh, shaky cam but so this this is, is
0: yeah there's a thing that star trek discovery does that I've mm. mentioned before. And they do things intentionally to evoke a feeling without mm. putting it overtly in the screen or on the script, right? So I mm. think that the unbalanced and frenetic you know, nature of the camera work, uh-huh. that's what they're trying to convey to you. You're supposed uh-huh. to feel like that. Mm. That's, that's the art. So tell them good job. Okay. Tell them now.
1: They did a good job okay <laughs> it is
0: your birthday period exactly I didn't know that the actress who used to play Arium mm-hmm. by whom I mean Arium Two, not Arium from season one because she's got the dark hair not the blonde hair mm-hmm. um, I didn't know that her name was Lieutenant Ina I just learned that as this episode hmm so that's that takes us to break. So let's let's go ahead and do that. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. You. Ah, thank you. We are coming on the the home stretch, and the monster is leading us to the door. Mm-hmm. In the intervening time between when this episode came out and you know now, mm-hmm. I got a new TV. Yeah. So I upgraded my TV from, you know, a pretty good HD, you know, 4K TV to a UHD 4K TV.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: there's so much more clarity with this monster and it looks so much better. Like I really couldn't see it before. But now that I can see it, again, kudos to the CGI team. It looks great.
1: That also happened to me too. My TV actually broke and I was able to afford a 4K TV. And I, yeah, I think I did notice that. This, this monster had a lot more detail to it than it ever had before.
0: We've now moved on to convincing Sukal to leave the Hollow, mm-hmm. which is, you know, going through that door, because that door leads to the rest of the, the ship that's from Kaminar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what's wild is that, okay, so when they decide that they're going to turn off the holodeck, right, or they're going to turn off the holography in that room, mm-hmm. and we've determined, okay, so Grey's going to disappear,
1: gray starts freaking out
0: yeah and it surprised the bejesus out of me the gray told adira that adira was not enough
1: oh i didn't catch that that's
0: yeah because gray says you know um she, she adira tells him well i'll still be able to see you and then gray mm-hmm. says that's not enough
1: i get i i get where you're coming from from that now i see that Okay,
0: but Colbert does vow to make Gray scene which is like now we've gone all super meta because that's <laughs> that's that's now you've you've broken the fourth wall to f- finish that metaphor
1: yeah
0: you know the next thing I better see with Grey is that we incorporate him because the metaphor is done <laughs>
2: you've,
0: <laughs> you've beaten that metaphor to death this season we're, we're, we're good with it <laughs> it is time to turn the holodeck off so yeah, have a new Kaidesh And Gray looks so hurt just in that light, because I caught his expression just in that last moment, not to bring Mm -hmm. home to you facial expressions because I don't want you to freak out, but he looks extremely hurt just Mm -hmm. when, you know, he starts to disappear into microbe pieces. Yeah. We see the scene of Sakal's mother's death. And the last thing that she said to him was, I told you not to come in here until the Federation comes. Mm -hmm. And he's a little kid. Mm -hmm. So I realized that he thought that it was his disobedience that killed his mom. Oh. And that's why he was so horrified. And it was like a depth of regret that pulled that scream up out of him that destroyed the universe. Like, he really thought it was his fault that she died and everybody died. Because that's... She didn't have time to say... You know, it's okay. I love you. Goodbye. All she she did was admonish him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, "Hey, I told you not to do this." And then she dies. That is horrifying.
1: I never saw that.
0: Okay, you didn't see this episode. No, <laughs> no.
1: I never picked up on Young Sukhoal's perspective yeah. on that.
0: Yeah. What's even worse is that, like, now he's coming from an older perspective, mm-hmm. and he realized and, and so, like, when he was younger, he realized he thought that he had the power to disobey his mother and kill her by Mm -hmm. doing so. And now he realizes that he had the power actually to kill everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is when he finally realizes that he caused the burn. I'm glad that he was the first to say it. I think that's what we were trying to edge towards. It was for him to come to the realization on his own.
1: Yeah, I like how when Sukal realizes that he was the one who caused the burn that he takes full responsibility for it and he says I want it to help fix things
0: sure there's yeah. something interesting that I noticed here about the makeup I was looking at the we see sort of like a side profile of Sukal on the left and Saru on the right and I noticed that Sukal has vulcany ears like there are tips on his ears that are not on Saru's are rounded, but Sukal's are pointed I don't know if it means anything
1: maybe we'll find out in years to come
0: Perhaps I'm a little bit sick of book um, teasing the Cleveland Booker story. <laughs> and the reason for that is is because I didn't think he was going to ever tell the story, mm. but between you and me and whoever might be listening, he does mm. tell the story, but he tells that story in a book called Wonderlands by Una McCormack, which covers the time between Burnham's arrival in this future and Discovery's arrival in this future, which means, according to this book, that Burnham actually knows why he took that name Mm. already.
1: Okay.
0: She knew before Discovery arrived, why he has that name. Hmm. So this, I don't know if this is like some shorthand that they're doing, you know, like the way that they, they have, you know, like, you ready? And they know to like go back to back and fight like, (laughs) um, like Aaron and John.
1: Yeah i wonder if this now supersedes that book and makes that book not canon
0: yeah there was a thing that was happening when star trek was coming back and they were saying that they were going to make it so that all the books were canon
1: uh-huh.
0: i don't think that they're sticking with that
2: mm. like
0: they're they're hewing pretty close to it like i think that all of the books sort of like filling gaps between but there are some details that don't quite match up
1: oh okay
0: which i kind of wish that they would
1: maybe they'll come back and retcon that somehow and explain a why, why michael was acting like she didn't know or something
0: right so that's why i was saying maybe that's a shorthand that they have
1: oh okay
0: maybe that's not what he was saying ah. maybe he was saying that for them to hear but she was getting a different message
1: mm. okay
0: because right? she responds as if she's amused by the whole thing okay they do tend to do a little bit of shorthand there's also a part where She turns to him and she says, so you good, boo?
2: Like she says it just like that.
0: She's like, you good, boo? And I was like, wait a minute, what did they just do? She definitely called him boo. We've gone to black alert to eject Mm -hmm. the core and Mm -hmm. we immediately ratchet up the tension (laughs) because we're trying to figure out whether book can actually do this or not it's funny how we've Mm -hmm. we've done things a little bit out of order right like if i had you know the time to plan this idea out because she did say to tilly hey i have an idea Mm -hmm. so the way to and her plan was a little bit out of order the way that i would have ordered this plan was Mm -hmm. we jump away yep to make sure that we'll be able to jump at a moment's notice and then we jump back eject the core and jump out Right? Don't eject the warp core first and then like, oh my god, I hope we can jump.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I should have that. Right?
0: It's a little bit backwards. Well, like, you you wanna make yeah. sure the thing is gonna work before you just do the thing. You know, like, you don't take your cruise ship and fill it up with families and send it out to the middle of the ocean before you make sure that it's not gonna sink.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. Oh
0: wait, yes they did. Hold oh, on, I, I forgot.
1: <laughs> the Titanic. <Whoops. laughs> well, if they were to jump first and then jump back in and then eject the core, wouldn't that ruin their element of surprise
0: Mm, i don't think so Uh. i don't think so the reason i don't think so is because they aren't no one's expecting them to eject the core
1: okay
0: they are expecting them to try to escape though yeah oh so i wonder if they're holding them in place well if they're holding them in place they're not going to be able to jump out until the warp core blows oh but can book think that fast oh like as soon as that thing blows jump but that's the thing about it he doesn't even know that he can like at least you could have sent him down there and like you could have done a jump where you stayed in place Uh, presumably you can jump away and jump back to the same spot right oh okay yeah so like i would have done a little test like how about you jump us like a couple meters away (laughs) just to make sure that you (laughs) could do it first you know give us a little practice so that next (laughs) so that when you do it we're not like all standing around like oh my god is gonna be able to do it There's a message from Dr. Issa, mm-hmm. and she says to float him in the Nereids shower, and again, that that name sounded familiar to me, uh-huh. just like the phrase blood flowing both ways sounded familiar to me, so I looked that up. Okay. Nereids are sea nymphs, oh. which are female spirits of the water. Mm-hmm. And they sort of hang out with Poseidon, you know, who's the god of the sea. And they mm-hmm. can sometimes be friendly and help sailors. So it sounds like
1: a Greek reference, then.
0: It is, yeah. It's Greek mythology. Okay. So, but we have the this, sh- like, coming apart
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: as Burnham's voice breaks through. Yeah. And And we're able to beam out. Of course, in the nick of time. Is that... An Imperial shuttle, by the way.
1: You know, it's not intact, so it's hard to tell. But no. it, I can see where you're getting that. The the spires are coming on off the side.
0: Yeah, the folded-up wings.
1: Or maybe more like the shuttles of the First Order in the sequel trilogy. But uh, it doesn't look in Sorry.
0: Uh, you've, you've dragged out this joke to nauseam. Sorry. so the discovery is actually now on its way to eject the core of the federation hq because it's returning home through like a color guard also he's marching through like i'm gonna go eject the core (laughs) okay samus has a little interaction with burnham and like Uh he basically does the thing like he talks to everybody and he's like not talking to you
1: he can't even look michael in the eye he's being like a little drama queen here yeah
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) and so he he's apparently not a person who ascribes to the theory of the ends justifying the means Mm, okay because his ends are perfect like he got everything he wanted right like everybody's safe everybody's back home he got the ship back but he's like yeah but the way you did it i'm like you know what (laughs) i i've had this this problem myself in in my work (laughs) life right where like you know, I get something done, and I'm like, look, it's perfect. And they're like, oh, my God, it's great. How'd you do it? And then I show them, and they're like, eh, that's not the way you do it. And I'm like, yeah, but it it worked. What are you talking about? <laughs> go, take your, go take your husband and your kid and go home and be happy. Like, what? Why are you messing with me? I just saved everybody's life.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, we get to see uh, Jet Reno finally.
0: Yes, she has finally come back, just in the nick of time to save Zora. So I guess that explains jet reno is able to resurrect the the missing piece of zora Mm, okay and and i presumably she's complete now
1: maybe some residual of ones and zeros that were just kind of there but not there
0: Mm -hmm. the the president of trill plays this like super mean ass cop on another (laughs) show that i started watching and i as I was watching this show, I could not place her until I rewatched this episode to to do this podcast. And she is, she's like super mean on this show. So like to see her <laughs> playing this markedly different character speaks to her, you know, the breath of her acting chops. Mm, okay. And I'm excited that the Trill have rejoined and that Navarre is considering rejoining yeah um, presumably saru's gonna head to kaminar and kaminar is going to join up too like why wouldn't they
1: yeah why wouldn't they mm-hmm. um so trill turns out to be the first or the new first to join the federation
0: yeah so like I, it, does that change the big three like are we no i mean I, clearly the andorians are no longer a part of the federation because they're too busy with the emerald chain right oh yeah. so we we lost because that was the, those were our founding we haven't have we seen tellarites where are the tellarites we saw tellarites also involved with the Emerald Chain,
1: we've seen Teleriites in the in in the thirty first century.
0: Yeah, I I do wonder. So I wonder if this is like, maybe they're they're fractured factions of the people that yeah. are in different places. Uh, I yep. can't imagine all of Andor going with the Emerald Chain. I could imagine the Emerald Chain locking Andor in, mm-hmm. right? Like like forcing them to to join up with them. But I, I can't imagine Andor will willingly deciding we're going to be emerald chain not federation because they started the thing like come on guys
1: well i could see um Osaira kind of bullying them into following along with her because who else is there when the federation's not around anymore kind of like she tried to do with the Admiral.
0: what's the phrase it's to better to reign in hell than to kneel in heaven uh yeah there's a thing that we've like sort of tangentially discussed about humanity you know throwing its weight around feeling like it's the big big man on campus right mm-hmm. where maybe and everything's like human centric i mean granted we're watching a, we're watching the documentary of this time in history through a human lens but yeah we've also heard some aliens complain about the way that humans are and how they think that they're everything right so i wonder if maybe the Andorians were lured away by the promise of being able to be equals to the Orions in the Mm -hmm. Emerald Chain Mm -hmm. as opposed to subservient to humans in the Federation.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's one thing I've noticed about this new Federation headquarters is it's far away from everywhere. It is. Not just on Earth for no particular reason.
0: Oh, that is a good point. I... I got you. Yeah, so, like, just the fact that the Federation HQ was on Earth mm-hmm. sort of made it an Earth-based organization. hmm You know, you, you would expect that wherever the HQ is is going to be treated the best. Not that that applies for Washington, D.C., but,
1: you know. How might that apply to Washington, D.C.?
0: Well, it doesn't. It, it is oh. what I'm saying. Like, it, it, just because the center of power is in the district does not mean that, you know washington dc is streets are gilded with gold right and the way that they've oh, gone right. around that is that there's a and this is likely the way they do it in the federation too the way that they've gotten around that is that the all of the federal buildings
2: mm-hmm.
0: are physically located in dc but they're not located in dc they're on federal property yeah so those pieces of land that they're sitting on are technically not dc they're the district of columbia yeah which is a whole weird thing that's federal versus not state.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I've often wondered what it must feel like to be in California and have your whole capital all the way on the other end of the country. Why isn't the capital more centrally located?
0: Like in the Midwest?
1: Or even more centrally than that, Nebraska?
0: Isn't Nebraska in the Midwest? Sure, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, because I grew up in this culture, it seems weird to me to locate it in the middle. But I think that actually does make sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Richmond is in the middle of Virginia. Yeah. So I don't know why it seems so strange to me.
1: Columbus is more or less in the middle of Ohio. That's neat. Chicago's not in the middle of Illinois though.
0: Yeah, so so I get so okay, so where (laughs) we're going with this is like so the Federation by putting their HQ on Earth we're sort of implying that that's our well yeah i think that makes sense so that we're implying that that's our starting point and our manifest destiny moves outward in a sphere from that central location okay which is earth and that's that is kind of how it goes because starbase 1 is at earth mhm so they're not wrong that would be okay so now it sort of like helps to click home the idea that you know the Bajorans have or at least Kieran had of like you guys don't care about us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're way out here on the fringes and yeah. you're acting like we're way out here on the fringes when actually we're right here yeah like you guys are way far away yeah that's the, that's the give and take from coast to coast
1: well uh, another perspective that I just thought of is like how far behind east coast is Hawaii or even Alaska say like Juneau
0: Do you know know California time away?
1: There are some people, say, uh, in
0: Hawaii... Guam. Guam is way off time. That's an American land that's far away. Is that what you're looking for? Somewhere that's, like,
1: temporally different?
0: Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. No, they're a territory.
1: So, Hawaii... Sometimes the election is being called before the Hawaiian uh, polls are closed.
0: Yeah, I mean, that has to do with the number of votes that are in. Because mm-hmm. there's a certain threshold after which no vote you put in is going to change the outcome.
1: It makes me wonder, Do it, does Hawaii have felt like the low, lowest voter turnout?
0: You know, so, so Hawaii is actually a whole other mess. Because... <laughs> the reason that Hawaii is part of the United States is because the United States invaded Hawaii and took over the country. Yeah. And made them a territory. Mm-hmm. And then a state. So like we 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 stole their land, destroyed their culture and then tried to assimilate them into us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if I were Hawaiian, I wouldn't vote for president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would, you know, follow my island gods and worry about the local stuff because that other stuff really doesn't do anything for me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what do we need we're we're on a tropical island what, what can washington dc do for me mm-hmm. except try to pass down regulations that limit what i can do
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that hope is you part two has very little connection to that hope is you part one save for sohail okay right he's actually not to bring up books that you haven't read but to bring up books you haven't read he's actually instrumental in the book wonderland there's a it's a, actually a pretty long and sprawling tale about how michael and book are you know trying to find federation hq and they're trying to they do a bunch of like uh, relic hunting where they're looking for she actually what's well, okay so going back to the conversation about the books and canon um the hunt that they're doing during this season you know looking for the black boxes Mm -hmm. she did that in wonderland Mm -hmm. like she found several black boxes by the end of that book she hadn't solved it yet but Mm -hmm. she had found several black boxes so them doing exposition later of her realizing oh let's find the black boxes uh Mm -hmm. i don't know like i don't know who wrote what second yeah and i don't know I mean they do have some sort of communication between the authors and you know the 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 novel authors and the production staff okay. the reason i say that is because like they're all they're they're very closely related they're very tight like they even said i, I don't know what it was whether it was twitter or an article or something but they said that they get notes you know like all of the all of the regular star trek authors knew that for example picard was coming
3: mm-hmm. so
0: they did this whole thing where they adjusted the the general narrative of the novel stories to fit Mm -hmm. in with the Picard timeline because they wanted those books to be canon I feel Mm -hmm. like we've drifted off from that in Discovery some just because like we're rehashing the same plot of find the black boxes solve the burn well but that might have just been like a, a a communication piece
1: because they know that not everybody is going to read the novels sure so they have to catch people up at the
0: beginning of this Mm -hmm. but yeah he's a big piece of he's a he's a very large piece of that story and you know becomes as familiar to us during that book as admiral vance becomes in season three it's my contention that i would have preferred that we stuck with sohail than with vance like vance has too much stuff like they've basically formed their own federation that's pretty cohesive and connected Mm-hmm. And so Hale was at a star base where they're trying to build that still. And I think mm-hmm. that would have that would have stretched out the story of let's try to bring the Federation back together. Because I expected us to do that sort of work for, you know, a few seasons.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, reignite the Federation.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: not, oh, by the way, it's just kind of hidden here over
0: <laughs> in this corner. Right. <laughs> right. This admiral who's generally very miffed and annoyed with Burnham. Mm -hmm. He compares Burnham to his daughter, which on one hand is sort of like a loving and respectful thing to do. And on the other hand, it's like, don't compare me to your daughter. You're telling me I'm a child. He said the daughter was young. He said his wife and kids were sent away. Yeah. You would think that maybe the kids wouldn't be adults if they're sent with mom. Okay. At the end of this comparison to his daughter he has come to the realization that i think he he came to this realization when he was slamming that comms shut the thing about you know like maybe the right way doesn't exist you know because i think i know the right way because i know the rules and the regulations and the way to do stuff but Mm -hmm. you keep coming along and doing this crazy stuff and it works because your ends always justify (laughs) your means so maybe the right way doesn't exist but it's just an option i think that's the message that we get from this season
1: oh okay and
0: also he wants her to captain the disco. She tries to turn it down. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, you gotta go we gotta do this. You, you gotta go to Andromeda this whole galaxy. <laughs> Re-
1: reignite the, yeah, what was the name of the government in Andromeda?
0: The system's commonwealth. He says he needs an answer right now, and when they go, to, they moved to her reaction apparently they didn't film enough because they had to do this digital slowdown Oh. Where it's like you don't really see her like move normally. You see like frame frame frame. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted this expression of shock to last in her face probably a little bit longer than she had it.
2: <laughs> okay. and it's
0: always really amused when they do the digital slowsdowns. They, they 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 like they do it occasionally on this show. Mm. Earl, if you recall, at the beginning of last episode I mentioned that we had a special guest and When we recorded the episode, we only recorded that section.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So we're going to go ahead and present that to you now. Mm -hmm. Stand by for the TARDIS. Oh, so we're
3: all here now.
1: Yeah, we're all here now. So we're here with our special guest.
3: Uh, My name is Gallifrey. Uh,
0: Gallifrey. Gallifrey.
1: Gallifrey Galler Leo?
0: Are you a Time
3: Lord? Yeah, I am a Time Lord. Oh, that's, am. amazing. Am. that's amazing.
0: Oh, okay. Which yeah. regeneration are you on?
3: Um, The two thousand generation.
0: You're on the two thousand generation? It's <laughs> amazing. That's incredible.
3: I mean, they asked me where I'm from. I tell them out of space. So, <laughs> uh, I hear it. You know? But thank you guys for having me.
1: Um. No problem. We're glad to, for you to be here. This is... Uh... Probably a pleasure. Jack, you've said that uh, you you know uh, Gallifrey.
0: Everyone knows Gallifrey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Time Lord technology. Yeah.
1: <laughs> come now.
0: Oh, but come now. Yeah, but Gallifrey has been my partner for a million years. Okay. Starting with uh, regeneration number one thousand seven hundred and one.
3: <laughs> I don't know all the extra shit that he's talking about, but um Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's
1: yeah, just making shit up now.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. So let's just let's just um can this we does. can we get into the Sure. No, that's right. Michael Burnham. Hey, she looks so beautiful, huh?
0: So what made you wanna um But <laughs> it
3: just took so long for her to get here. Yeah, like, come on now She was supposed to ban her Like two seasons ago
1: It's <laughs> So these neck things Are those rank markings as well?
0: Man, I don't know what those are I think those are just chokers Some sort of BDSM thing
1: They're preacher collars
3: Check Tilly, out, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy, though I just got a strong dislike for her Wait, why? Because, for for once she had snitched. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, then after she snitched, she finally became captain. Huh? Like, she lost it just like that. Like, what <laughs> <going out>, like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, you had one job. <laughs> one job. One job. Just keep the ship. Don't, and don't you give, can't even do that. The the fuck? But you want to be, you want to run and snitch and shit. The fuck? Oh, snitching ass.
1: <laughs> Adira's got a uniform,
0: too. Wait, I didn't notice that.
3: Yeah. yeah, you see her back. You see her back. You see them, or what, what's the correct pronoun? Yes, you you see them back there.
0: Yeah,
3: I want to make yeah, sure yeah. I use the right pronouns because I. Don't.
0: So really, for all trill, them is always the right pronoun, right? Uh,
1: well, In a way, yeah, I guess.
0: They're joined beings, right? Yeah. And
1: that that's it. That's I mean, here's our quote that we talked about for.
3: Let's fly.
0: Well, we haven't talked about it yet.
3: What is it? Let's fly or or fly? Right yes, yeah, so our catchphrase is "Let's
0: fly," which I wanted to be "Let's fry." Let's let's fry. Let's, let's fry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of frying are we talking about doing?
3: here? Uh, no, no, no. I, I have no idea.
1: I, I hope we're talking about like like French frying
3: uh, and uh, um, uh, onion
1: I would... onion ring frying and fish frying and.
3: I'm yeah. not sure what he's talking about, but I I, I got a feeling it that has nothing to do with Star Trek it's at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
3: all marijuana. So let's get back to the trekking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anything else you wanna
3: add? Uh, Mr. Mr. Galfrey? I'm just really excited that she finally um that she finally became captain of the ship. You know what I'm saying? But I think my my thoughts is going into this new season, mm-hmm. they're gonna make it bro for her to um uh, remain uh captain all and right. have control of the ship. She's uh, she go she gonna be she gonna have to fight to keep that ship and the new season something's going to happen <laughs> you know, one, time to
0: I, one time I asked Gallifrey what was going to happen next season and he said
3: Hello, I'm going to come now, up with
0: a big, a big challenge know. and it's going to be really really hard and then she's going to overcome it
3: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> she's already done did that
3: I mean, but she has she hasn't done that been being the captain of the ship. You know what I'm saying? This is true. Like well, like mean, you she... know what I'm saying? Like you you know they gonna try her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they gonna, you know, well... you know they're gonna they're have some kind of big thing that's gonna happen that's gonna cause her to like she gonna be she either she gonna end up losing the ship for a minute oh and then getting it back, or you know what I'm saying, she gonna be it's it's gonna be something along to her having to defend being the captain attitude, and though. yeah, okay. and having that ship, so oh, I
2: guess
3: i just i'm just not sure what it is but you could you could just tell because like you know it just it just ended so quickly like okay so now now we're gonna make you captain of the ship and we just gonna give it to you just like that but, but nothing's gonna happen <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, it would be so like, like like okay like, like everything just gonna be willy nilly now that's you captain of the ship like come oh. on uh-huh. Yeah, you, you you know, they're going to have to come, the, the screenwriters going to have to come with something real, 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 real mind-blowing. I now do sure they, that, they I'm pretty sure they will, so yeah. I'm just curious to see what that is.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully they'll wait until sweeps week for them to get that. Well, I mean, we need to settle in with her as the uh, captain. That's what I'm saying,
3: but it, they're not <laughs> going to make it that easy for her. Huh? It's <laughs> not going to be that easy for her. He <laughs> yeah, she's going to be like man, episode. man, episode one is gonna be. Some, <laughs> episode one is gonna be some fuck shit that's gonna happen, and you could be like, "Damn, man, she, she ain't been captain but five minutes, you know, what I'm saying? So girl, I think you just found the title of our episode. I think the, this episode is titled, some fuck shit is going to happen. <laughs> I, it's some fuck, like, cause they is not, man, they is not gonna make it easy for her at all, though. And huh? they go, they go challenge the fuck out of Michael Brunner, man, because they know, they know what type of person she is. Huh? So it's like okay, we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and work her a little bit, you know, so make make her kinda can't, can't fail for this, she to lose the ship, we'll let her lose the ship for a minute, then she will get it back and then, you know it's, it's, I mean, it's so it's it's it, it's borderline predictable if mm. if if you if That's you fair. look at it though. Uh, so
1: well, then if it's that predictable, they probably won't do it then.
0: Oh, this is true. Uh, they you know, do try to throw you for a loop on Discovery. Um, <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, being well being well, been, well, been, well been thrown for a loop is that she's she's finally became captain, and then as soon as the new season opened up, uh, like within like the first ten minutes, oh. fifteen minutes, something gonna happen. So really <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Think that she's going to be yeah. And that she's never yeah. Or maybe she um. Or, or even maybe they even go as far as uh, it was all a dream that she's oh, <laughs> That she's actually <laughs> laying down and she's actually dreaming that she that she um. Then she became captain and then at the beginning of um I, uh, this uh, of the new season she, 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 she waking say, up out of her sleep, on or, I know. She or
1: She's uh, in a radiation sickness dream. She's right. uh, still stuck on the right. di- ocean oh, She
3: plant. she landed uh-huh. there, she landed in a sick basin where she wake up with a with a baseball <laughs> of sweat. She's having a
1: <laughs>
3: Like bra braze cocks to the other side. Like,
1: she she's got she's in Wonderland right now.
3: Yeah, that'd be that'd be some shit. i we be... sure
1: her name isn't Alice. Yeah, right. Alice in
0: Wonderland.
3: i <laughs> will be mad. I'd be so mad. And i be like, are you serious? <laughs> 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 like this is just bullshit. Huh? <laughs> this is just <laughs> great bullshit. Huh?
1: Dorothy Allison. Sorry. That that's her name. That's her name. She's both Dorothy and She's Alice. Georgie She's Dorothy York, Allison. And <laughs> yes. Alice from Alice Woodland. She's uh, waking up from all kinds of dreams.
3: Dream. Oh my. Oh, that'd be a motherfucking I mean, but that'd keep that <laughs> but that keeps that keep the viewers on their feet though, Like they they are they I mean, they would definitely have me. In tune, and soon like, and I, I definitely I definitely be like, OK, well, uh, now, now you got me hooked down once it was going to happen next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, I don't know.
1: I think if if it got too trippy for me, I'd be like, they're just messing with us every single time they're messing with us. And I, I mean,
3: it, I'm done. I'm out. That's what they spoke. I mean, that's how they will keep the viewers up because then now you gonna be glued. to so, it. and then you like, OK, well, now you got my attention. Well, now what's gonna happen next? Is she gonna get it back? Well, is it really a dream? Like, is it? Did she wake up in a parallel oh, universe or somewhere? Oh. <laughs> and are we going back to when um uh uh what is episode one with um well, fucking uh, what's Sna- and, and everything was a parallel universe? And so she was really captain, but she wasn't captain. Right. So I remember
0: one time <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, what if this is actually not the Federation? What if this is like the evil Federation? Yeah. So like, what if what if they discover? <laughs> uh no, this is not the Federation, and Therefore, you can't be the captain because
3: Admiral Nah, it's whatever his
0: name is, uh, Major Captain. So
3: it's like, it's it's going to be something though. Um, oh, it's it's gonna it's going to be something. I'm just curious to see what it, what it's going to be though. I'm just real good. I think to see they they, but then it, then if they do, like if it is true, uh, Which probably which probably it is. They um they should really do something for like they should really 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 step their game up. Uh, just just go around for being the captain though. Huh? Okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, like it should be like a like a, um like more more adventurous like like how the old like how the old Star Trek used to be you know what I'm saying how how they got every every episode um like something, something out of the ordinary is happening like you know what I'm like <laughs> so like
0: monster of the week formula
3: I mean I guess I don't know I think that's
0: what I think would, that's what they're gonna do with Stranger Worlds is they're doing the they're going back to the original, like the original Star Trek, how
3: it Yeah, like adventure. Yeah,
0: yeah, Like, like we
3: want to see some adventure, some excitement. Uh, we don't want, we don't want to see, oh, uh, like a okay, uh, I think it's become too... I'm not going to say that because we're on podcast. So. Too <laughs> so, much. So with, with that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. All right, guys. It. It's <laughs> been a pleasure having <laughs> you here. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank oh, you. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll
0: thank you for coming. see you sometime soon, maybe the end of the next season or halfway through or whenever they they decide to wake her up from her fever dream.
3: Maybe. The world will <laughs> never know. Uh, I'm just excited yeah. for the new season. I got to free out. All right. Thank you very much, guys. So, uh,
1: that was our
0: guest star and, um, it was a fun little time. Yeah. Our first, our first, uh, our first special guest on the show. Yeah. Quite a treat. All right. So, um, so let's, uh, get back to, uh, finishing this thing. Yeah, sure. Okay. Welcome back to the president, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our drop-in of our meeting with Gallifrey. Yes. I, hope they did too you can talk right to them they're right here stop doing that you're talking about them in third person they don't like that they've told me I mean <laughs> sorry guys I don't mean now he's, he's making me do it too
1: <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Gallifrey
0: yeah and I hope that you are have all enjoyed I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping beyond hope that we don't get Picard season 2 part 2 <laughs> <laughs> but that we get Picard season three. And by the yep. time you all have heard this, you will have watched Picard season three, episode one. And I hope it's beautiful and wonderful. And that we are mm-hmm. gonna continue. And whether those things are true or whether those things are not true, you'll find them out next episode because next episode we will be back here to cover Star Trek Picard season three, episode one.
1: Yes, until then, stay positive, dream big, and you'll hear from
0: us again soon. Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at let You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as And would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kakos Reaper. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.